the one thing I hear over and over from new podcasters is, man, this takes a lot more time than I thought. And as it's the last episode of the month, we have the question of the month where I asked you the question, how long does it take you to go from idea to clicking publish? And thankfully, a bunch of you answered. And I really want to thank you because I think this is going to be a great episode to send brand new podcasters to so that they don't feel, one, like they're a dope, like, oh, I can't do this. And number two, they're going to have, I think, a more accurate idea of all the bits and pieces that go into making a podcast. And granted, you can always farm this out to somebody. I have a team at schoolofpodcasting.com slash edit. But when you're first starting out, many times you don't have a budget for this. So I want to thank everyone who helped me answer the question, how long does it take to make an episode of a podcast? I like this episode a lot. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting Sense 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. I really am glad you're here. If you're new to the show, this is where I help you plan, launch, and grow your podcast. If you want to monetize it as well, I can help with that. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER. That's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R. And that is another 5% off than usual from now to the end of 2021. And on today's show, I always ask a question at the end of the month. I shouldn't say always. I typically ask a question at the end of the month. And this month's question was, how long does it take you to go from idea to actually clicking publish on an episode? So we're not talking promoting and all that other stuff. We're just talking about getting it out the door and The inspiration of this is I had an email a while back that kind of said, I don't think you guys are being honest. And when I started timing myself, I realized that there are times that I will say, well, the best I've ever been able to achieve is a four to one ratio, meaning that 15 minute podcast will take you an hour. And you're like, how is that? Well, you have to figure out what you're going to say. Then you record it. And unless you're perfect, you probably have to edit it a little bit at least, and then you upload it to your media host, you write some some descriptions, some show notes, and congratulations, that 15-minute podcast just took you an hour, and that's the best I've ever done, and I don't think I emphasize that enough. That's the best. That's not the norm. That's the best. That's the goal, and as I recorded more and more of my episodes, I'll be explaining what that is later, like what I came up with. But I asked you, I said, hey, how long does it take you to go from idea to publishing an episode? And I'm so happy that people responded because this was one, I mean, I always want to know the answer, but this is one I was really, really curious about. So we're going to get to your answers right after I tell you about my good friend, Thomas. And if you're like, Thomas, He's the man behind Novel Marketing. I've been talking about Novel Marketing for a few weeks now because a lot of podcasters plan to write a book. Maybe 2022 is the year you finally write that book and you don't know where to start. Well, Novel Marketing is here to help. They have a five-year plan that's devoted to helping you develop Olympic levels of writing and marketing. And while it takes most novelists 10 years to get good, 
This plan enables you to do it in half the time. And for more book promotion and publishing help, listen to the Novel Marketing Podcast in your favorite app or just go to novelmarketing.com. And before we get to the answers, I do want to take a second and just kind of stop and slow down and make sure you are aware that when I do these questions of the month, there is a voice in my head that says, you know, nobody's going to answer this, right? You're going to look like an idiot. Nobody's going to answer and you're going to look stupid every time. And not only did you guys answer, but you really came through. And I just want to let you know, I really do appreciate this because I think we can all learn together. If you're new to the show, my background's in education. And anytime we can all learn together, that's a beautiful thing. So I'm going to start off with Steve Stewart. Steve Stewart is a phenomenal just human being. I've known him for many years. You want to know how Steve Stewart got on my radar? And for the record, a lot of people's radar is in the early days of podcasting. There would be people like me that would ask for feedback and you'd hear, hey, this is Steve Stewart from stevestewart.me or at that time it was Money Plan SOS. That's a podcast he's pod faded. And then I'd listen to the feed and they'd say, hey, we got some feedback and it'd be Steve Stewart. And then I'd listen to, I don't know, another podcast about podcasting and hey, this is Steve Stewart. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, who is this Steve Stewart guy? So do you realize that every month when I say, hey, I'm giving you an opportunity to get your name in front of my audience? Steve Stewart saw that opportunity and took advantage of it every single time. You can actually hear me interview Steve and Mark Deal back on episode 752 because Steve has a podcast editors Facebook group, almost 8,000 people in that bad boy. And then he's got the podcast editor Academy, which you can find at schoolofpodcasting.com slash PEA. And I'll have a link out in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 803 if you want to hear he and Mark talk about the Podcast Editor Academy, but Steve has a lot of insight. Steve works with people every day that do podcast editing for a living, and so let's see what Steve had to say. Hey, the Dave Jackson and fellow SLP family, this is Steve Stewart from stevestewart.me. Calling not to answer the question of the month directly, but I do have some information I think a lot of people would find interesting. We just completed our fourth annual podcast editor industry survey where we asked professional podcast editors this question. You've been given 60 minutes of raw audio. What do you charge to turn that into an episode? Noise reduction, volume leveling, cutting out the MROs, taking all the pieces, the music, putting it together, mixing it down to MP3. What do you charge? And we also asked other questions. And one of them was, how long does it take you to complete that task? So if you look at just the audio production, taking the raw recording, turning it into an MP3 that you would then upload to the media host. Of our 150 respondents, the average was 184 minutes, which is right at three hours. 40 of them said the time it took was between 80 and 120 minutes. 26 more said between 120 and 180 minutes, which is between two to three hours. Then we had six people who said it took between six and seven hours. Three said it took eight hours and one spends 12 hours on that 60 minutes of raw audio. Now there's explanations for some of that. I can only imagine people who are spending eight to 12 hours are doing more storytelling type production. That's their niche. That's their jam. That's what they work on. They're not doing just the regular, you know, somebody records an interview on Squadcast and sends it to you thing. 
That's my guess. I could be wrong there, but I can't imagine spending 12 hours on one 60 minute recording. I've done a uh, 80 minute recording and it took eight hours. Yes, but that was a nightmare. That's not an average. Anyway, so I thought that'd be interesting to some people. On average, it takes a professional podcast editor 184 minutes to complete 60 minutes of raw audio and turn it into an episode. This has been Steve Stewart from stevestewart.com. You know, you know what? No, this is Steve Stewart from the Podcast Editors Club Facebook group, where we have over 7,500 podcast editors in that community, and co-founder of the Podcast Editor Academy, where we teach people to take their hobby of editing and turn it into a lucrative business. You can find that at podcasteditoracademy.com. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Steve. And I will say this often, links in the show notes, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 803. Hi, this is Kim Newlove. I am the host of the Pharmacist Voice podcast. I am a straight shooter, so I'm just going to get to the numbers straight away. My typical solo show is between 8 and 17 minutes long. It takes me about three hours from idea to published. My typical interview show is between 45 and 60 minutes. It takes about four and a half hours to go from idea to published for an interview show. I've been podcasting for about two years, and I have published more than 120 episodes. In the beginning, it took longer to create an episode than what it takes now. The three hours and the four and a half hours are numbers that I can only report because I have experience. Experience over time has made me more efficient. I gotta be honest, I have never tracked how long it truly takes to go from idea to published. So if that was the assignment, Dave, I failed. (laughs) But I'd like to try to explain the numbers that I did give you. All of my episodes start with an idea and some of them also start with some research. The ideas and the research all get reduced to writing in the form of show notes and questions for my guests. What I'm saying is that all my episodes start with the show notes. Show notes for my solo shows might take 60 to 90 minutes in total to create. Again, this is an estimate, but that's not all at once. Let me explain. I publish an episode every Friday. I might start an episode weeks before it's actually published. Each episode starts with maybe 10 minutes of writing. I throw an idea onto a piece of notebook paper or into a word processing document, and then I develop it from there. What I end up with is the show notes and the outline for the episode. I don't know what I would do without my outline. It keeps me on track, and it keeps me from from talking in circles, if you can imagine that. When I am done recording, I update the show notes if I mention anything during the recording that I hadn't planned on saying. Now, interview show show notes take more like 30 to 60 minutes. It's just a little bit less for me. The amount of time it takes to write either type, though, uh, depends on you know, how much research I need to do and how many links I need to find for those show notes. I write both types over time. Rarely do I write the show notes all in one day. Moving on. How long does it take me to produce an MP3 file? It's a great question. The MP3 file for one of my solo shows, which is 8 to 17 minutes long, takes at least 45 minutes 
to record, edit, and produce. Why 45 minutes? For one thing, transition times. It takes time to set up and tear down my equipment in my recording space. Plus, with the solo shows, I make mistakes. I record false starts, I need a break to think about what I'm going to say, and so on. Podcasting can be messy. Editing a solo show can take around three minutes for every recorded minute. Sometimes longer, sometimes shorter. The MP3 file for an interview show takes longer for me to produce. I said a solo show was 45 minutes. The interview show is more like two and a half hours. How did I get that number? That's 45 to 60 minutes just to interview somebody and 60 to 90 minutes to listen to the playback edit out unwanted content like the the pre-interview banter, sidebar conversations, and anything irrelevant that happens post-interview, like wrapping up, asking for social media links, a headshot, a bio, things like that. Total MP3 production time for an interview is at least two and a half hours for me. I also mentioned episode artwork. That takes me about 20 minutes to create. First, I create a PNG file using Canva. Then I use Squoosh to create a JPEG that meets Libsyn's specs. When I first started, I did not have a template for creating my episode artwork. Now I do. The template has sped things up. The release date and time for my podcast only takes about a minute to come up with. I just have to look at the calendar and make sure the episode number and the date and time that I release it all match up. I double check it. It only takes a minute, but it's an important part of my podcast recipe. Uploading everything to Libsyn takes about 10 minutes. It's pretty quick. I have to upload the MP3 file, the show notes, complete with the episode title and the episode number the artwork, and the release date. Adding the podcast to my website then takes another 10 minutes. What do I put on my website? I put a podcast player on there. I use an embed code given to me by Libsyn. I upload the episode artwork, and I upload the show notes. That's a total of 20 minutes to upload everything to Libsyn and my website combined. From what I understand... The purpose of the November 2021 question of the month is to help others understand how long it takes to go from idea to published. This is a great question, and I must say that I am really glad that Dave asked it. I wish I had had the opportunity to hear responses to this question when I was just getting started, just so I knew the ingredients to the podcast and several other people's recipes and how long it took them to go from idea to published. Plus, it would have meant a lot to me when I was just getting started to hear others say that it took them longer in the beginning than it did 100 episodes later. If you're interested in podcasting, Dave's episode today is a peek into what that transformation from episode zero to episode 100 is like. It used to take me a lot longer than three hours for a solo show and four and a half hours for an interview show. Knowledge is power. And I just know that the responses to this question are going to help other podcasters, especially the podcasters who are just getting started. 
Again, my name is Kim Newlove, and I am the host of the Pharmacist's Voice podcast. You can find that at thepharmacistsvoice.com. I am a pharmacist by trade, but I made a career transition to voice actor and podcast host. Among other things, I narrate audiobooks for women pharmacist authors, and I provide medical narration to clients in the pharmaceutical and biotech industries. I was inspired by my nonverbal teenaged son with autism to leverage my identity as a pharmacist and my speaking voice to launch my voiceover business, The Pharmacist's Voice, in 2017. I'm one of those podcasters who has a business with a podcast. For the most part, I alternate solo shows and interview shows. My solo shows are about some aspect of being a pharmacist, a voice actor, a pharmacist podcaster, or my career transition from pharmacist to voice actor and podcast host. My interview shows feature a variety of people who use their voices to advocate for something, educate in some way, or entertain so that my listeners are inspired to use their voices too. I believe in leveraging what you have. You are expert enough. Again, you can find my podcast at thepharmacistsvoice.com. Thank you for including my response in the November 2021 question of the month. And thank you for all you do for podcasters, Dave. You helped me start the Pharmacist Voice podcast in 2019, and I can't thank you enough. I love the School of Podcasting podcast, and I learn something every time I listen to it. Keep up the good work, Dave, and happy podcasting, everyone. Thank you, Kim. And again, links in the show notes, schoolpodcasting.com slash 803. And Kim brought up those details. And that's one of the things as I listen to these responses, almost everybody said the same thing. And that is there's probably more here that I didn't track, like booking guests and research and things of that nature. But the bottom line is you are going to get faster. Now, there does come a point where you're as fast as you're going to get, and that's where you either farm it out to somebody. Uh, I have schoolofpodcasting.com slash edit, or you find your own editor, however you want to do that. But all of these guesstimations are probably – actually, there's probably more time involved than what we're saying. And one of my favorite people is Zeta Christian, and when she joined the School of Podcasting, Zeta will admit she is, is – uh, how do I say this politely – she is a uh she's she's a senior citizen. How's that? And 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 may have been one for a little while. And when she first joined the school of podcasting, she was a little intimidated, but listen to what she said. This is from I do these group coaching sessions where you kind of come in and if you're stuck on anything, I will get you unstuck. And so Zeta came in and when she started to talk, I'm like, hold on, I gotta hit record. Well, first of all, this is Zeta, and your website is um, moonriverrituals.com or ritualrecipes.net. They both get you to the same place. And, and I was just saying that when I first started the podcast, and it's been almost four years, I remember the very first time that I published an episode. And oh gosh, Dave, I had two tabs open on the computer, and one was to School of Podcasting. And I'm looking at the videos about, you know, how to publish on Lipson. And on the other tab, I've got Hindenburg Journalist open, and I'm following all the things, I think. And as I would go to take the next step, I wasn't sure what the language meant. So I would go back and watch a video to make sure I 
understood the language because it was Greek to me. Mm-hmm. And it took about 16 hours because I took breaks from the bathroom. I had to sleep till I finally got that first episode published. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, Thanksgiving, I meant to do this early in the morning when I had about five hours, but family was coming and it wasn't possible, but I wanted to get it out on Thanksgiving. So the end of the day, I said, I'm getting this episode out. And I sat down, I recorded it, I edited it, I published it in the 90 minutes. Wow. And I thought, oh my gosh, I mean, that I've made progress. Absolutely. Uh, How long was the episode? About 20. uh, Wow, that's amazing. Maybe 16, 18. I averaged 20. I really don't know exactly how long it was, but it was somewhere in that range. Yeah. Was this something where you had kind of known through the week what you were going to say or how? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because it was a Thanksgiving ritual. It, it was gratitude rituals for your home. Yeah. So, yeah, I was thinking about it. All right. I'm sure that made it a little easier. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I almost teared up because she was, you know, we're talking in this group. And she said, when I first came to the school of podcasting, I was all nervous and this and that. And she's getting ready to start a second show. And she goes, and I am not afraid. And that really just came out and was like right in my chest. I was like, that is so cool to hear somebody who, when she came on four years ago, was like, I don't know if I can get this. And now she's like running into the second one going, I am not afraid. It was so cool. If you missed episode 802, I talked with Glenn the Geek Hebert from Horse Radio Network. And since I was interviewing him, I was like, hey, wait a minute, question of the month is coming up. And so this is what he had to say about how long it takes him to produce an episode. Well, if you count the booking of the guests, it's probably three to four hours for each episode. Because I get up at five in the morning and get ready with all the research on what we're going to talk about and all of that, all the guest research and everything for 90-minute show, and we do that about 10 o'clock. So I get all that ready in the morning before we do that. But But the guest booker has already worked on an hour and booking the guests. And again, those are the things that we often don't have a timer. We're thinking about the time behind the mic. All that prep time, that actually counts too. And next up, we have Bruce. From the Eden Podcast, I want to say happy birthday to Bruce. His podcast just turned one year old. It's called the Eden Podcast, and it's where, obviously, it's on the Bible, on women and men with a true view on Genesis 3.16. Take it away, Bruce. For me, from the spark of an idea of an episode to the act of publishing, it has a long route. In other words, everything I have been teaching stems from my wife and my research that we did decades ago, and we have nurtured and rechecked our work all along the way. This overall grid for each episode is the spark point. Tick, 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 tick. Um, From that point, it takes about 10 hours spread over one week. I either script or block out the content. That takes about five hours. Then I schedule a time to record. If I'm recording with a co-host, that takes about 30 minutes to set up. We have to agree on the content to be covered. We have to agree who will cover what on the content. And we have to update ourselves on each other because we are more than robots. And collaboration means taking the time to check up on one another. How's your other cat? Really? Oh, sorry to hear that. And so on. We're up to about five and a half hours. Then we record the episode. That always takes a good hour. I say good because we work hard to present good content while sounding good and getting the content right, because on my podcast, we're basically teaching life and death content. Plus, we have a good time. That makes about six and a half hours. 
I should add an extra hour here to recover because I find the on-mic work to be quite draining. We say hello when we record to our sound guy in Dubai before and after we start the recording and sometimes in the middle too. If I don't like something I just said wrong or if a jet just flew overhead, I'll clap so he sees the spike in the audio file and we'll say, Andrew, let's redo that. I have a script we refer to and I'll tell him what page we're on and where on the page we'll be picking up. Sound guy in Dubai time takes me about an hour and a half. By the way, he's an expat Brit I met online when he responded to a shout out from me looking for help. Who knew? After I send him my MP4 audio file, I wait about a day or two and receive the finished product with his edits and our canned intro and outro pasted on each end. I have to listen to every minute of each episode I get to make sure the sound is level throughout and that he or I didn't make a mistake somewhere. About 30% of the time, I spot something. So then I have to note when it occurred and what I want him to do about it. Occasionally, I have to record and send him an audio patch. Did you know it's hot in Dubai? And more than 12 hours different from my time zone. Finally, an MP3 of the episode is sent to me in cold Minnesota, and I upload it to my host. I schedule when it will drop, and I press ready. The whole thing takes about, adding this up, about 10, 8 to 10 hours of effort. And please note, I listen to it as soon as I can when it drops, just to make sure we got it all right after all. My name? I'm Bruce C.E. Fleming, a former academic dean and professor of practical theology. The podcast name? It's simple and tells the tale. It is called The Eden Podcast. I'm on all kinds of podcast players, and the website is theedenpodcast.com. And Bruce had said it takes him 10 hours. I went over and looked at his website. His episodes are around 18 minutes long. Every Saturday, I do a podcast with Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Our show is called Ask the Podcast Coach. You can come ask your questions live every Saturday at 1030 Eastern. It's 1030 AM, by the way. You can find that at Ask the Podcast Coach. And so before we shut off the mics this week, I asked Jim this question, and here's his answer. Yeah, probably. It's probably a good day of full work, probably eight to 10 hours spread across a week. It just takes time. I don't know if you can, I don't know if I could sit down in one, one sitting to do it. I had this epiphany this week. I'd bring back, I used to have this show called home tech tips, which I kind of let go. And I thought, no, you know, during the week I could be editing parts of the interviews that I do out and making those home tech tips. That's probably, there's probably 10 to 15 hours worth of work to get that running again. So at work, that's a whole different scenario because I got to get a whole bunch of people involved to make it work there. Cause we've got, we've got different folks, editors, and I'll have to have somebody make the album art and some of those kinds of pieces. So it takes a little bit longer. So again, you hear that that 15 minute podcast takes much longer than 15 minutes. Next up, we have Mark. This is Mark Miller from the repurpose your career podcast, which can be found at careerpivot.com slash podcast. The vast majority of my podcast episodes are interviews. And from that point depends on whether it's an author. If it's an author, I actually have to read their book. No, I don't ever just skim the book. I actually read the book and I'm not the fastest reader. 
So if I have a book, it can probably take me a week to get through it. From the time I finish the book or I've booked the speaker and I have the opening question, I'm pretty good at just simply asking an opening question and then we will have 30 minutes of discussion. And I've gotten pretty good at that. So from the time I say, boom, and we record the episode to the time it comes out the back end is usually about two to three hours. I do have a virtual assistant who listens to the podcast, adds the links to the end of the show notes, and just make sure that I didn't screw anything up. I also want to say I've drastically cut back on my show notes based on surveys I've run that people don't really go there other than for the links. So that's much of what is in the show notes after the opening uh, description. As you may be able to tell, I've really worked on my workflow and as a recovering engineer, and yes, there's a 12-step program for that. Uh, I've been fairly successful at cutting down the amount of time it takes to produce a podcast. Now, I will also say that when I produce a solo episode, I probably double the amount of time. And Dave, I don't know how you produce these solo episodes. Those are probably the most difficult episodes for me to produce because I'm talking into a computer. Again, this is Mark Miller with the Repurpose Your Career podcast, which can be found at careerpivot.com slash podcast. Thank you, Mark. And the way I do a solo show is I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I am so excited for you to hear these answers because somebody's going to go, oh, I I thought, oh, what, what, what? I, I know this is going to impact somebody. So I'm excited. And I'm just picturing you, Mark, sitting right across the table from me. And I'm like, wait till you hear this next clip. Hi, Dave. This is Rich Grimshaw from the Daily Podcast Practice Show, where each day I practice my podcasting. You can find out more about my podcast over at dailypodcastpractice.com. Mine is a daily podcast, so each and every day since February 20th of this year, 2021, I've done the same routine every time. I sit in the studio and search through the interwebs for some interesting material. I write a short script I record the podcast, edit the podcast, run it through all phonic, prepare some brief notes for the episode, and then hit publish. I had a vague idea of how long this all takes, but when I heard you ask the question, how long does it take you to go from idea to publishing, I decided, what the heck, I'll just start tracking my prep time. And I can say now with certainty that for the month of November, it has taken me an average of one hour and 23 minutes to run through that whole routine every day. And by the way, the episodes average seven minutes and 25 seconds long. So that's my answer. It takes an average of one hour and 23 minutes to go from idea to publishing. And hey, just for the record, Dave, I could not have done these 278 consecutive daily podcast episodes if it weren't for you and Jim sharing your podcasting knowledge and your podcasting enthusiasm every Saturday morning on Ask the Podcast Coach. It's a great show and I've learned a ton. I am in your debt. Thank you so much, Rich. At the end of this, I've got some more insights. I realize I already did an episode on how to speed things up, 
But there are some things to think about. And especially when I share all these numbers, because there are more numbers here that I've put together, we're going to put them all together and kind of look at how much time does it take? And I've got some insights on how you can speed things up even more. But first, we've got a few more people to hear from. and We're going to go back with Lewis. This is Lewis Goodman of the Love Thy Lawyer podcast, where we interview attorneys, people involved in the legal profession, and the occasional podcast coach about their personal and professional lives. You can find us at lovethylawyer.com. Okay, I got a break in here. Lewis, that was like perfect. If I was scoring, I'd be holding up a 10. Did you hear how slowly and clearly he said the name of his podcast or his website? Love thylawyer.com. It wasn't like, and you can find me at lovethylawyer.com. That was awesome. Okay. Now let's get to his answer. My average show is 25 minutes long. I put in about five hours of work to get there each week. Here's the breakdown. And I'm being conservative. I research the guest. I read about them and or read something or several things that they may have published. It takes me probably 30 minutes to schedule the guest, send out the emails, answer any questions that they have on the phone. The interview itself usually takes about an hour. It then takes me about an hour to do an initial edit in Descript. I then download that and put it into GarageBand where I do a second edit. That takes me another hour. At that point, I have something that I'm ready to put through Auphonic to help the sound and then upload that to Buzzsprout. That process is maybe another 15 minutes. So that's four hours and 45 minutes. And I assure you, there's at least another 15 billable minutes in there someplace. And that does not include the time that it takes to upload the audio to YouTube updating the website or transcripts. The good news is that I really like the interview and editing process. Give it a listen at lovethylawyer.com or Love Thy Lawyer wherever you listen. Thanks, Dave. And this two-minute blurb took a half hour from concept to public. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much, Lewis. Next up, we have Orlando. Hi, David. This is Orlando Mergal with the Hablando de Tecnología podcast in Puerto Rico. Our URL is www.hablandodetecnología.com. The short answer would be between 12 and 16 hours. My episodes are between one and two hours long, and this includes keyword research, subject selection, writing my intro, because I've mastered the ability to write like I speak and speak like I write, writing an outline of the episode, recording, transcoding, ID3 tagging, uploading, show notes. By the way, my intro is generally the exact copy that I use for my show notes, so I take SEO into consideration when I write that intro. Photo selection, illustrations, graphics, and whatever else I need, all with alt tags, video in some cases, and generally, I work on my podcasts on Mondays and Tuesdays, and I publish it on Thursday mornings at 5 a.m. Atlantic Standard Time. Generally, what I do is that I read my intro word for word the way that I write it. I use a teleprompter for that, and then I use the outline for the body of the podcast. 
That way, my intro covers all the bases, like uh, thanking my sponsor, mentioning my sponsor, uh, who are the people that donate to the program, you know, touching all the bases. And then after that intro, I go into the meat of the program. And that meat of the program, I use a bullet list for that. It's not read from a script like the intro is. And I edit my program as I produce it. I don't go over it once I'm finished. Once I'm finished, it's finished and it's edited. What I do is if I make a mistake, I stop and I punch in whatever I made the mistake and I just keep going. And if I make a mis mistake later, well, I'll punch in again. And when I'm finished, I'm finished. That's it. I started back in 2010 and so far I have 342 episodes. Once again, the podcast is Hablando de Tecnología, and you can visit our site at H-A-B-L-A-N-D-O-D-E-T-E-C-N-O-L-O-G-I-A.com. Oh, and one last thing. I've been with Lipson since episode seven. <laughs> That's a story for another day. Keep up the great work, okay? Bye. Thank you, sir. And of course, if you want to host your show on Libsyn, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. It's short for Liberated Syndication. Use the coupon code SOPFREE. That's SOPFREE, all one word. Next up, we have Brandon. Hi, Dave. Brandon here from the Start 100K podcast, where we're helping people get to their first $100,000 of net worth. You can catch us at Start100K.com or send an email to podcast at Start100K.com. My answer to the question of the month was actually really helpful to me, so I really appreciate you asking it. I'm really new to podcasting, so I hadn't actually thought about tracking how long it took me to make an episode. So I used your advice, and I tracked my time on Toggle Track for this episode, and here's the breakdown. The latest episode was roughly six minutes long. It took me 12 minutes of prep time. This is a subject that I am familiar with. It's just talking about my life. So it didn't take me very long to get my notes together. It took me nine minutes to record. It took me one hour and 13 minutes to edit. And it took me 19 minutes to write the descriptions and get artwork added and uploaded into Libsyn. So all said and done, I was right at one hour and 53 minutes to make a six-minute podcast. This seems like a long time to me, so I hope to get a little bit better at the editing and learn some of the tools so that I can get better over time. But it's really helpful because this gives me an idea on where I'm at. Just another side note, I bill at $51 an hour for my side gig that I do, so if you look at it as far as the time that, that I could have spent making money, it was about $102 of lost opportunity to make the podcast. So that's also something pretty useful for me as well. Happy holidays. Thank you, Brandon. Next up, don't be fooled by cheap imitations, the one and only Sergeant Fred. Hi, Dave. This is Sergeant Fred, podcaster for four podcasts. And my flagship podcast show is podcastreporter.com. The other three are 2030podcast.com, which is by the way, played on noagendastream.com, as well as the struggling biz. That's the strugglingbiz.com and the newest one, grumpyoldbears.com. To answer your question, I have to classify a majority of my podcast episodes as either short form, that is microcasts that are typically less than 10 minutes in length, 
or long form, which are usually 30 minutes or longer in length. And these are usually either for interviews or as a dialogue with my co-host, Matt Cox. Now, for short form microcasts, it takes me about one hour from the generation of the idea to the final click on publishing. And I can do this only because with your help from 2006, when you helped me set up my first podcast and set up my workflow, I've created habits in my workflow to be very quick about this. And the steps in my short form microcast are, number one, write the notes, usually ending up in show notes with the details of the idea and the theme and the topic. Number two, record the solo episode monologue on my portable recorder, either a Zoom H4n or a Zoom H1n. Number three, access the recorded file, that's an MP3 file, from the Zoom recorder's high-capacity SD card and transfer it to my working directory. Next, edit the recorded file in Audacity to get a final MP3 audio file, and then add the music and the intros and the bumpers to create the final golden MP3 file. And then I export the file, the final file, as an MP3 ready to send to my media host, Libsyn. And then I upload the final MP3 file to Libsyn and copy the link of the audio file to my post into the audio media file field. And then I save the post. And then I review the audio of the final MP3 file in major breakpoints to ensure that all the content is there. And if that's the case, usually 95% of the time, the final audio file is fine. So then I can review the show notes and make any minor changes or links. And then I schedule in WordPress in the timestamp feature, or I hit publish. Now, the second part here is for the long-form content. This is usually two to two and a half hours overall, but no longer than three hours usually. The steps are the same, but the preparation of the notes, the questions, the themes, the topics, they require more time. And I collaborate for 10 minutes or so with my co-host to ensure that we'll cover all the points adequately with no dead air. The only exception is that recording takes longer in this process because we do perform five minutes of audio testing while I have my co-host on the phone and get my recording details okay. And we do do a double ender. So we record the content of the show's episode, he on his recorder, myself on my recorder, as I speak to him on the telephone. We both then save the file from each of our ends, and Matt sends me his file and uploads it to me in, into my box.com account. And then I save the file locally and prepare to edit it in Audacity. I quickly receive Matt's MP3 file and download it, and then import it into another track on Audacity. And then I edit the audio and post. I synchronize Matt's content with mine so that it sounds as if we're next to each other in the same room and the quality is acceptable. And, and then I save our audio content. And then I add the music, the intro, the bumpers, etc., to create the final MP3 audio. And I save and take the final edited audio content of the recording and then upload it to Libsyn. I get the final audio link and then import that into the WordPress post audio link field. And then I save the post and I review the final audio, check the, the show notes for corrections, links, etc. And if all is fine, then I click either schedule and the timestamp of WordPress or publish it. Thanks a lot, Dave. You bring us value, and uh, I hope that this helps other people understand what it takes to get a word workflow done in a way where it's second nature, very quick, and almost automatic. Thanks a lot, Dave. Airborne, all the way. All the way, Fred. Thank you, my friend. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash 803 is where you'll find everybody's links. Hey, Dave. This is Dan from Based on a True Story at com. 
I love the question this month because it's something I share at the end of every single episode. I'm super passionate about uh, productivity and, and time tracking. I think a lot of people are surprised at how long things take. Things usually take longer than we think they're going to before we get started. And underestimating how long things actually take can play a big role in why so many new podcasters get burnt out. Okay, so I ran the report to calculate how much time it's taken. And in 2021, I've produced 23 episodes, including two episodes that are completely done and scheduled to release through the end of 2021. So it took me 875 hours to create those for an average of 38 hours per episode from idea to publish. So 38 hours in 2021, that's up from an average of 31.2 hours to create 2020's episodes. But I also create shorter episodes or mini-sodes as bonus content for patrons. So add another 158 hours to produce those 13 episodes of bonus content for an average of 12 hours each. If we add the total time in 2021 for both regular and bonus episodes, that's 36 episodes at about 28.7 hours per episode. And one of my primary reasons for tracking this on my own is so that at the end of each year, I can review these overall numbers. For example, I can tell right now, just looking at these, I can tell that the 38 hours per episode in 2021 is up from last year. Meanwhile, the 12 hours per episode of bonus content is down from 14 hours per episode that it took me last year in 2020. So I shifted some of my time from the bonus content to the main feed. And my end of the year review is a great time to decide if that's a trend that I want to continue or not. So in case you couldn't tell, this is something I pay close attention to. (laughs) Thanks for this month's question and for everything you do to help podcasters. Thank you, Dan. And thank you for being an awesome supporter of the Ask the Podcast Coach show. Hi, Dave. This is Howard L., creator and producer and host of AA Recovery Interviews podcast. This is the show where members of Alcoholics Anonymous share their extraordinary stories of recovering from alcoholism through AA. In regard to production time, my metrics indicate that it takes approximately one hour per eight minutes of published content. So each hour-long episode typically takes around eight hours, from idea to pressing publish. A special consideration that affects production time is the need to assure the anonymity of my guests in strict adherence to AA's tradition of personal anonymity. In production, that means surgically editing out any content that would break my guests' anonymity such as last names or references to people, places, or things that might identify them. This allows my guests to speak openly and freely about their membership in Alcoholics Anonymous and its positive effect on their lives. My podcasts, its guests, and I do not represent or speak for AA at large. We have no commercial affiliations, allow no advertising, and no one receives remuneration. Each podcast simply provides inspiration and hope to those who want to get and stay sober. Thanks, Dave, and keep up the good work. I'm Neil Scott, and my podcast is recoverycoasttocoast.org, and it focuses on individuals who are in recovery from any kind of addiction and via any path, 12 steps, faith-based, agnostic, makes no difference as long as you're one year in recovery continuously and as long as there is a path that you're on. Now, my first step is tracking down a guest. Sometimes that can take a couple of days. Other times, it's pretty instant. Most of my interviews are done the old-fashioned way. I've been in radio for many years, and that is via the phone, using the Rodecaster Pro, which, by the way, is great. 
My in-person interviews, they're usually done at a number of addiction treatment conferences around the country that I attend, and I usually have a visible remote broadcast location set up in a high-traffic area. Each interview takes about an hour. That's from the pre-interview, where I try to make the guest feel at ease. That's very important. To the conclusion. Then I edit the interview, which takes approximately twice as long. Then I build the podcast around the interview, writing a script with wraparound pieces, including the open, a sponsor read, and a close. That takes about an hour. Then I record the intro, the wraparounds, and add a 30-second pre-recorded spot, usually towards the end of the podcast. That takes about 45 minutes, plus another 15 minutes to assemble it all together. Then I spend approximately 45 minutes, or however long the podcast is, to listen to the podcast looking for any editing miscues or mistakes. Once complete, I go to Lipson and publish the podcast, and that's pretty much the easiest part of the process, which takes maybe 10 minutes. Thank God for Lipson. Uh, so in total, the approximate time it takes me to conceive, to create, to edit, and to publish is about five to six hours. I'm Neil Scott. Again, my podcast is recoverycoasttocoast.org. And thanks, Dave, for all you do for all of us. Thank you, Neil. Most of Neil's episodes are around 45 minutes long. And Neil, did you meet Howard? Howard, did you meet Neil? Okay, good. Hi, this is Mark Vinette from the History of North America podcast, where I explore the wonderful and tragic stories of North America's inhabitants, heroes, villains, leaders, environment, and geography at markvinette.com. Let me break down the 10 hours it takes to produce each weekly episode. I dedicate two hours to develop the concept, choose a title, and organize my thoughts, three hours of research, two hours writing the script, one hour recording, and finally, two hours post-production and editing for a total of 10 hours. Add on to this three hours of video adaptation and two hours of promotion and marketing, in all, I'm looking at a 15-hour endeavor, which for me is a labor of love. And Mark's episodes are around 15 minutes. Hello, my name is Peter. I am one of the three hosts of the Fat and Broke podcast. Uh, we're a podcast that likes to explore the intersection between personal finance and health and wellness. And essentially, the goal of the Fat and Broke podcast is to assist our community in its pursuit of lifestyle optimization and generally just being a better human. So to answer your question of the month, all in all, between the three of us, it takes about you know eight to 10 hours or so of work from the conception of the show idea to when we actually publish it. And so thanks so much for your time. You know, we love your show. We've learned a lot from it and we appreciate all the hard work. So from the Fat and Broke podcast, have a great day. Thank you, Pete. Love the name of your show. Most of Pete's episodes are around, we'll say, 45 minutes. Hi, Dave. This is Bill Monroe with the Stroke Cast, where a Generation X stroke survivor explores rehab, recovery, the frontiers of neuroscience, and one-handed banana peeling. You can find the show, of course, wherever you get podcasts, as well as at strokecast.com. My show is, for the most part, it's an interview show, so solo shows tend to take less time. Obviously, the time spent editing an episode is inversely proportional to time spent preparing for an episode. My process generally takes 10 to 15 hours per one-hour episode, and that works out to about one hour of initial planning and preparation 
finding guests, scheduling guests, explaining to guests how to use Squadcast, getting questions set up, all of that fun stuff. It takes longer, obviously, if I have to read the book that the guest I'm interviewing may be talking about. Um, most of my guests are stroke survivors and researchers and medical professionals, so often this is the first podcast they've been on. Uh, the interview itself will often take an hour, and that's what we schedule for, and Sometimes that will go longer, and it typically goes longer if this is the first interview the guest has done with another stroke survivor. A lot of times when I do get a guest who may have done other podcasts before, but once they, they've survived a stroke and now they're talking to somebody else who has survived a stroke, it's just such a different experience for them that a lot of them just open up in in a deeper way. And if they still keep having things to say, I'm going to keep listening and I'm going to keep recording. And we're going to ultimately turn that into a fantastic story that we help them tell. My core edit is about three hours. Uh, that's the time I spend working on sound quality as well as going through and just pulling out parts of the interview that aren't going to help the uh, help the story that aren't going to be great for the for for the uh, listeners I'll also pull out key quotes that I would later turn into into social there's about another hour involved in writing out my intro and outro and then recording my intro and outro and then editing that and the music into the episode at that point, I've got basically my final wave file, which then gets uh, run through Alphonic, and then that MP3 gets run through uh, Microsoft Word on the web to create the transcript, because of course I'm going to create transcript. A lot of my guests are part of the disabled community, so even if it's not a perfect transcript, I, it, I mean, it's sort of just the morally right thing to do is to have one. Show notes themselves will take me about three hours to put together, and that I could probably save some time in, but my show notes tend to be more of a companion blog piece rather than a strict summary of the conversation. And then, of course, the final hour and a half is involved in publishing, uh, pulling together those transcripts, doing my guest follow-up, getting everything set up on uh, on the Libsyn plugin, getting everything ready to go through WordPress, going ahead and finalizing my follow-up for the guests, uh, the, the info sheet I send them, which includes links, key quotes, etc. So overall, that, that all adds up to about 10 and a half hours. And like I say, sometimes it can easily go up to 15 hours per episode. I'd love to be able to do one a week, but as it is, I end up doing one every two weeks. And um, ultimately, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that pace. Anyway, I'm Bill Monroe, and my show is called The Strokecast, and you can find us at strokecast.com. Thanks a lot, Dave. Thank you so much, Bill. I love that. It's like, I'd like to do more, but you know what? I got a life and I can do this much and I'm okay with that. One last one. I'm Stefan Heinrich Simon. I'm a game study scholar and I have a weekly podcast called Studying Pixels. It's a podcast on game studies and video game culture. You asked how long it takes for all of us, I suppose, to do one episode. And I wanted to contribute to that. Our final episode length is 60 to 90 minutes, and I tracked the time and calculated some averages. So the total time that we need from conceptualization to hitting publish without any social media work 
comes out at roughly 7 hours and 50 minutes. This includes conceptualization and research, which roughly clocks in at 3 hours. It actually takes the most time for our show. We record for roughly 2 hours, and we take, again, another 2 hours to edit our show. From then on, things move pretty quickly, because mixing only takes 30 minutes. I'm going to say why in a second and publishing another 20 minutes. So creating an article, pushing everything into the podcast feed, and so on and so forth. From recording our time, I was able to deduce two crucial learnings that I would like to mention here, because I don't think I've heard them so far on the School of Podcasting. I might be wrong about that, though. Obviously, I know that you talk a lot about the requirement of pre-planning and how important it is in order to save time later on, and how important it is to distribute work. That's clear. But what I also noticed is that we do a lot of compensating for episodes that have a long production time with episodes that have a short production time. So just as an example, we do episodes sometimes that have really long production time that go beyond these seven hours and 50 minutes. Those usually are academic interviews that require quite some research and some scheduling. You need to meet up, you need to do the interview and so on. Or, of course, reviews and in-depth analyses of video games. Because you need to play the game, you need to inquire at the publisher whether they send you the game. That takes a lot of work. And in exchange for putting in that kind of work, we often also do episodes that have a very short production time. Where we would discuss current events that are happening or controversies. Those are episodes that are very opinionated. And well, because we have these opinions anyway, and we'll talk about these things, we usually come quite prepared without having to do a lot of extra effort. So when we sit together in our monthly meeting, we would often think about in which weeks we can put in a little bit more work, also in accordance with our actual daily life schedule, and in which weeks we would need to reduce the workload a bit and do something that's more anecdotal or relies more strongly on opinions. And we noticed that the audience also very much appreciates that kind of mix. So I guess the learning is, if you do a podcast that has a halfway regular release schedule, then you can also check whether you can maybe save some time, cut some corners with some episodes, and then put more effort into those episodes that really need it and really benefit from that time investment. But also, and this is the second tip I can give, Building templates can be so incredibly valuable. We do this for our episode notes because we all contribute to one notion sheet. And the notion sheet is always prepared. It is always there. We create a new one for each and every episode and it contains our essential segments that we always have. And this helps us a lot in saving some time in coordinating. And most importantly for me personally is Create a template for mixing because I mix our shows. And honestly, I would rather spend more time setting up a proper template with all the audio effects that I usually apply to both of our voices, of me and my co host Dan, and then always put the same template on each and every episode. Give it some minor adjustments because. The voice is not always the same. The audio quality is not always the same. That's all fair and good. But rather put in more time once and then have things go faster down the line rather than fixing the same issues over and over again in each individual episode. That was my contribution to the subject. 
I'm Stefan from Studying Pixels, a weekly podcast on game studies and video game culture. You can find us on studyingpixels.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much again, Dave. I always enjoy your insights. Thank you so much, Stefan. Thanks to everybody. Man, what a lot of great answers there. And I know I left a lot of details in there, but that's on purpose. I wanted people to understand what it really takes to make a podcast. When people say, ah, I wish I would have known this. I'm like, ah, you should have listened to this episode because this is what you needed to hear. Kind of what Kim said. And so I want to point out a couple things here about what an actual podcast is. And I'm going to use the phrase minimal viable product. Some people call this MVP because, well, it's fun to use acronyms and they're confusing. But what it is, is if you think about it, all an episode needs is an MP3. And for the record, I know people are saying that Spotify can accept video, but that's only if you use Anchor and only if you like use their app on the second Tuesday of the month to Anchor and Spotify and they're, Mm, I want to cuss walled garden. Uh, so you need an MP3 file. You need a really good title. Please don't. I, I, I forget who it was. So they spent like two hours and part of that was, was coming up with the title. I was like, yes. And you need some sort of description. Now that description, I've seen people literally do two sentence descriptions. Don't recommend it. But if that's all the time you got for, that's all the time you got for. And you can always fix it later, but that's really all you need. Do you need to create artwork for every episode? No, you don't have to. Do you need to create a transcript for every episode? It would be nice, but you don't have to. Do you have to create a PDF handout for every episode? You don't have to. I know people that do that. You kind of do what you can. And this is why I always tell people, how do I know what my schedule should be? Record a few episodes. And then pick your schedule. So let me throw the numbers at you here. The shortest was two to two point six to one, and I believe that was me. I do a show called the Podcast Rodeo Show, and it was made when I was super busy. And I said I need a show that needs no show prep and almost no show notes. So that show almost doesn't count. So the best, and and that's really three. And like I said, my best is typically four to one. The maximum was 40 to one. So for every one minute of episode, you spent 40 minutes. And the only thing I can think of is that you are somehow, you know, there's a music bed. There's a ton of research. And first of all, there's no judging here, but just realize different formats require more time. The average was 9.5 to one. So for every one minute of podcast, Let's just round it up to 10, shall we? It's a 10 to 1 ratio. And if you're doing video, you might want to double that. I know for me, I went from, um, I average about 6 to 1. And I'll, I'll give you my workflow in a second. But I know that if I do anything with video, it's at least 10 to 1. And those are short videos. So here's my workflow. We've heard a lot of workflows today. And mine is I write a blog post. Why? Because you'll hear in the bloopers, I'm all over the place at times. And so by doing a blog post, I really figure out what am I trying to say? Then I boil those down to a couple bullet points. I picture my invisible friend sitting across the table from me. And today I truly am excited 
to bring this information. I was kind of battling with, do I leave all these details in? I was like, yeah, let's leave them in. I mean, come on, we're at an hour and three minutes and I'm still having fun. So I, I then record my, my audio from the bullet points. And when I make a mistake, I just stop, fix it and then continue on. So when I'm kind of done now, here's, here's the other thing to think about. We talked about things you don't need. I put chapter markers in this podcast because I often have more than one subject. But here's the good news, bad news of chapter markers. They're fairly easy. I use Hindenburg Journalist to put them in. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Overcast, and I think Pocket Cast, not every app accepts these, but you can jump from subject to subject. So if you have multiple subjects, they're really cool. They take, I don't know, an extra three minutes. And here's the bad news. If you decide to add them, and then later go, you know what? I know it's only five minutes, but they're kind of a hassle. And you quit. Those three people that are loving the chapters are going to be very upset. So think long and hard about adding chapter markers because it's one thing to give your audience a new feature and then later go, oh, did you like that? Oh, too bad because I'm not doing that anymore. Keep that in mind. I'll tell you what the December question of the month is here in just a second. But I hope this episode, because I, I looked up and I was like, wow, this is going to be long. And I was like, you know what? I think we're all going to feel a little better because some of us are spending less time than others. And some of us are going, oh, I'm not so crazy for spending so much time because we all have different audiences. We have different styles. But at least we now kind of have an idea if you're doing a standard podcast somewhere in this vicinity, and of course, you can always farm this out to somebody if you have the budget. Uh, I forget who it was that said they do like $51 an hour. That's one of those things when you start calculating stuff. When I started this, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't realize I was spending you know, five to six hours doing Ask the Podcast Coach. And that's when I went, that's like a chunk of my life that I kind of need to to scale that back. I'd like some of my Saturday back. So sometimes when you actually dig into stuff, you go, oh, well, that needs to change. So be careful when you start throwing in like how much you make per hour, because all of a sudden you're like, wow, not only is this podcast not as popular as I would hope it is, it's costing me a lot more money than I thought it was. So be be careful with that. I do want to bring up, I, I mentioned Dan from based on a true story podcast. He's an awesome supporter. This is something I primarily promote on Ask the Podcast Coach. But for those of you that, for whatever reason, don't want to start your podcast or already have a podcast or you feel you don't need the school of podcasting because there's a lot of stuff about growing your podcast in there uh, and you would like to support the show, feel free to go to patreon.com slash Dave Jackson and uh, you know show your support. I would appreciate that. The question of the month for December, if you are a regular listener to the show, you kind of know what I'm going to say, don't you? It's the same question of the month. It's kind of the thing that launched the question of the month. And in December, the last episode of the year is my What's Your Favorite Podcast. And I know I'm going to say this right here. I know it's a hard question. And yes, you can only pick one. So it's What's Your Favorite Podcast in 2021? the one that makes you super happy when you see it land on your phone, however you want to qualify this. Uh, but what's your favorite podcast? So tell me what your favorite podcast is. If you know their website, oh, man, that would be so great and save me a lot of time. Speaking of time here. And then tell me a little bit about what it's about. 
and then tell me why you like it. And feel free to riff as long on the why, because that's really why I do this. I want to know, I'm looking for those kind of common whys of uh, not whys as in W-I-S-E, but whys as in W-H-Y-S. I'm looking for, are there any kind of commonalities through everybody's, here's why I listen to that. So that's why I do that. You can answer this at schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. And I need it by December 24th, 2021. Now, again, as always, as we heard today, feel free to tell me about your podcast, your website, and a little bit about it. And I will be happy to put a link in the show notes. So for everyone who's like, does anybody know a way that I could get some exposure for my podcast? Go, yes. Go answer Dave Jackson's question of the month over at schoolofpodcasting.com slash question by December 24th, 2021. If you are thinking of starting a podcast in 2022, really the deadline to get that bad boy up and going if you wanted to be everywhere was like last Thursday. So you have till about December, I'm going to say 10th-ish. What happens is Apple takes typically the last two, sometimes the last two and a half weeks off. And so if you want your show available in Apple and all the other places, you need to get going on this right now. And that's where I can help. Go out to schoolofpodcasting.com. And you can contact me. You can join the School of Podcasting. We can set up a strategy session. However you would like to do that, I can help you do that and get you up and going in the right direction. Thanks again to everyone who submitted their answer. I deeply, deeply appreciate that. And thanks for joining me on my mission as I grab some podcasting polish and I kind of buff the boring out of people's podcasts. I'm trying to rid the world of boring podcasts. And I do appreciate you taking the time to listen to this whole episode until next week. Take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. Here come the bloopers. Podcasting since 2005. And I am peaking the out of my meters that they're always nine minutes or less. I'm experimenting with a, a, a short thing, that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Easy for me to say. Basically fend for myself. I did have a cousin, but I had to go to his house. So I think I'm used to kind of like playing with myself. Wait, that doesn't sound right at all. You have to figure out what's the really important stuff. And that sometimes can make your brain freeze. You're like, uh, so keep that in mind. Wow. Am I really, what am I doing? And also I'm on, uh, what you call it? That stuff. See, I told you, I can't get a coherent thought. Cold medicine. I've caught a cold. I'm hoping it's not COVID. I'm hoping I'm not going to die. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Uh. <laughs> but if your life is too busy, here's another all idea. What was that? What was that out of my mouth? I'll be talking about some of the new toys I got because of our good friend Black Friday. Is that racist? Am I allowed to say Black Friday? I don't know. It just feels wrong. And uh, (laughs) uh, uh, a certain market, right? People that are 
deaf. I'm trying to figure out, is it hearing impaired? Is that the right phrase? I'm going to get canceled. He said deaf, crucify him. It's the, it's the whole, you know, torches and pitchforks at the door. He said deaf. I'm trying to be hip like the Fresh Prince. And where am I at now? Jeez, totally lost. My co-host is Jim Cullison. And so before we ended today's show as or yesterday's show or what, what uh, crap. You like what you 